to get in the zone here. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips or hot pink, as the day calls for. No jumpers. I'm your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and my co-host is a wonderful friend, the friend Jay Elliott from the Elliott Homestead. Two friends, 2,000 miles away, 10 kids between the two of us, and two homes where we are ourselves every day, rescuing the art of homemaking, keeping it elevated, keeping it beautiful. How are you this Um, Monday? Yeah, I'm feeling a little Monday-ish. Mondays are, frankly, they're just hard for, they're just hard. I need to really wash my hair. Like, you know, it's just, it's They're just monday Monday, My Monday. girls were like, you realize that's what you wore the other day, right? I'm like, well, it's cold here <laughs> in northern Wisconsin, so I have my favorite sweater on with a new brooch, new it old brooch I'll tell you about later. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the show. We're happy that you're here with us. We so appreciate you taking the time. We love getting your emails that you're listening while you're washing the dishes or while you're vacuuming. Somebody sent me a hysterical photograph of her her child, um, not very happy in the playpen while she folded laundry <laughs> listening to the show. And so we love to hear from you. Please leave us a five-star review. That way, uh, iTunes and other platforms will share the show with other homemakers mm-hmm. that need some encouragement in the daily grind. And if you'd like to show a little more love, you can visit us over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And you can become a patron of the show. We have two different levels for two different budgets. And our fangirl level receives the full video version of the show. So if you want to see, we're usually talking about our clothing in some way, shape or form or our Hair that needs dry shampoo. If you want to get the the total (laughs) scoop on the show, listen, and then a day or two later, get another fix and watch it as a fangirl patron. Patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. If you listened last week, we did a fun episode about 10 things that you can do right now in your home that are going to make a huge difference. And that printable is available to all levels of patrons as well. Mm hmm. We'd like to thank the sponsors of Homemaker Chic Podcast too, because these are the companies that keep our podcast on the air because as much as we love this and would love to just do it for free, alas, that does not help to pay the bills. So we would like to thank Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is a company that supplies us homemakers with the most gorgeous baking flowers and foods to stock our natural food pantry with. Jovial is most well known for their einkorn flour, which is a high protein, weak gluten flour that bakes up buttery and rich. But good news to all our gluten-free folks out there because Jovial is really paving the way for you too. Not only do they offer einkorn products like pasta, crackers, and cookies, but they also offer an entirely new line of gluten-free pastas and flours that are blowing the top off the gluten-free pasta world. Be sure to check out their fabulous cassava pasta and orzo while you're shopping at jovialfoods.com and the olive oil for the love of all (laughs) things. Try the olive oil. It is absolutely to die for. This is a company that has an extreme love for high quality ingredients, which is why we welcome them into our kitchens and pantries. Visit them at jovialfoods.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. Fabulous. Today's show is also brought to you by the Old World Design Society. 
which is run by yours truly. The Old World Design Society is a publication and a private group where we get together and we discuss artists and castles and cottages and velvet sofas and gold frames and all of our wonderful vintage finds, thrifted finds, antique treasures. The spring edition of the magazine is available right now. I will let the uh, Homemaker Chic podcast audience know there are 100 copies left, just 100 copies left of the print version of the magazine. And when you become a society member today, you will immediately receive the digital downloadable version. And we'd love to have you join us in our wonderful conversations and relationships we have going on in the private group, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. We have a fabulous session in stores with DIY projects and interior design. We're going to dive nitty gritty into some serious interior design uh, subjects and topics over in the group, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Get yourself one of the last printed versions of the magazine, and we'd love to see you there. (sighs) (sighs) Let's cue it. Let's just let's just go for it. Let's we're gonna it. cue that wine music because uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Angela and I haven't talked all weekend, so we're gonna pour a glass. And actually, I'm gonna send in at my SOS text message because I actually forgot to bring one in. Quick, quick, help quick. me, help quick. me. Okay, wine. Mm. No, you read. You read this I'm part. Gonna I'm gonna it. go grab a glass. I'm going to. I've got a bottle. I want a, I want to drink one. Oh, you want to drink some. Okay, I will talk while you escape. This is the part of the program where we pour a beverage and we encourage you to do the same thing, but not just any beverage. We don't want our lovely homemakers filling their bodies with GMO yeast, way too much sugar that makes for that little like wine belly, you know, that little pooch below the belly button that none of us love. We don't want you filling your bodies with purple dye, which is why your teeth look purple after drinking grocery store wine. Instead, we invite you to pour a glass of Dry Farm Wines, which is a fabulous online company that will ship you, like they do, Shay and I and hundreds and hundreds of our listeners, naturally yeasted, old world, family grown, no garbage wines from around the world. The weather is warming up and we are excited to be outside enjoying our favorite pink drink, pure natural rosé. Not only is this fun wine, super versatile and iconic for this time of year, but it's more enjoyable when sourced responsibly from dry farm wines. Every bottle is biodynamically and organically grown low alcohol, low sugar, low sulfites, dry farmed and fermented with native non-GMO yeast. This is perfect for all our trim healthy mamas and keto and paleo dieting sisters out there and those of us who are just naturally minded and very selective about what we bring into our kitchens and we put on our tables. So what, uh, we what have are you a, sipping today? Uh, well, what it's are, not a rosé. Do you rose. have a rosé? No, I don't. I have um, Le Mal. Le Mal by Benah. I guess oh. I didn't look at the label before we started. Yes, Do you have this Bena. one with the parrot? I don't know. I okay. Don't know this one. So this is a Malbec cab. Okay. And uh, this is from Bordeaux, AOP Bordeaux, 50% Malbec, 50% Cab Franc, which is really becoming one of my favorite mm-hmm. grapes, the Cab mm-hmm. Franc. And um, Chateau. Bena, I think is how you're going to pronounce it. B-E-Y-N-A-T. 
Okay. But for those of you who do like to lighten things up for the spring, you have the windows open, the drapes are blowing in the breeze, you're gardening, the children are running barefoot outside, and you want to lighten things up. They're not arguing. (laughs) They're happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to drink rosé. Do I have this rosé? A link on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a special link for you. If, you, if you're if you not a rosé person, then just visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Mm-hmm. However, if you like to rosé all day, then make that homemaker chic rosé, R-O-S-E. So dryfarmwines.com homemaker chic rosé. They have a special rosé package for you that you can order. And um, you'll get, if it's your first order, you're going to get an additional bottle for a penny as well. So there isn't usually a package of rosé. So this is very special for the Mm -hmm. Homemaker Chic audience. And we think you will enjoy it. We know you'll enjoy it, frankly. And it's only through May 16th. So you you just have this month to get in on it. And then it's gone. It's gone. Dommage. The link is dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Rosé. That would be helpful. That would be helpful. I know. I kind of wish I had my rosé right now, but this bottle that I opened yesterday was within reach. So I'm going to be sipping a red with you. Mine's an Italian red. So Mm. cheers to Monday, my friend. Cheers. You guys will notice my appropriately sized glass here. It's not too much. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) I love how you always feel the need to tell them. That's because, let me tell you this. I know, because people are mean. (laughs) I know. I was sitting in my studio right in this chair back here last week, and I was taking a picture of these pear blossoms, which, by the way, is probably one of my very favorite stills I've ever taken. It's gorgeous. The big one? The big one. The flowering pear. So I'm waiting for the light to just get where it needs to go, and I'm just Mm -hmm. farting around on my phone, and I discover, I never knew this was a thing, but there's like these Instagram filters, okay, that make your face do really funny things. And oh, I didn't know I know that's like my kids have oh some of my gosh. kids have Snapchat. Uh-huh. Like I don't just know what for that. that. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. So I did one where my eyes were like this big and my mouth was really small and then one mm-hmm. where like everything was sunken in and I had myself laughing so hard that I almost wet my pants. And remember I got, when we first started the show and I did the old lady pictures of you and Yes. I? Yeah. <laughs> They're so funny. And I got a bunch of Instagram messages that are like, oh, she's drunk again. And I'm like, you guys are terrible. You're terrible. Like I've had, I think there was a wine glass in one of my pictures, but it was like I'd had, you know, like three sips and like, oh, she's drunk again. It's like, do you have no fun in your life? Because I can do this fully sober. Thank you. No, I think there's like a real ramrod element going on out there. I'm not kidding. I think people, you can kind of see it across the board. There is a serious lack of sense of humor. <laughs> it's true. I'm not kidding. From it's everybody so being true. so easily offended to like just ju- making assumptions. People are just like, they're crotchety. They're crotchety. What? And I was like, do you not laugh? It was like when we were in New Orleans and we did that yeah. Instagram live. And they're like, oh, how much wine have you had? And no, it's like, that was so uh, funny. none. They like... And I love that chick that spoke up and she's like, you must not have a best friend. Like this is, these are just humans laughing. Chill out. So yes, I do. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't justify it because I can have a glass of wine if I want to. Dang it. Dang it. Because I know I'm going to get an email like, we're drinking on Monday. Sorry. Because that's in the Bible. (laughs) 
No drinking on Monday. Not drink on Monday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Rut row. <laughs> it's Monday and this is how we're starting. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So we thought today uh, on the podcast that we would just <laughs> catch up a little bit because we haven't talked. Um, we haven't really talked all weekend. And no. let's just be reminded, everybody, that Stuart always tells me this. Like, this is this is a stress test, okay? Right now, culturally. <laughs> You're on the treadmill. There's all these leads hooked up to your chest. Yep. You're running uphill. They're saying faster, faster. Yeah. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And um, I just want this to be an encouragement to you because – it comes in waves. You know, some mm-hmm. days I think both of us, some days you're fine and some days you can just feel your soul buckling inside your body and you're like, I can't go on, Lord, take me home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, I was kind of hoping we could just talk a little bit about kind of ways to keep it between the rails and ways to maybe in in some good ways, just sort of distance, just distance. So here, yeah. here's an example. I, will, I was a little hot this weekend. Maybe I'm still am, obviously. I was just feeling a little hot. And I had a lady at the hardware store get in on my business about my son sitting on top of a stack of compost bags that we were loading into the truck. And that's a safety issue and you need to get him down. She did not work there. She was a customer. He was a foot and a half off the ground. And I was just so angry. I wasn't able to laugh at it. I wasn't able to be like, oh, Mm. sweet old lady trying to help me out. I was just like, stay out of my business. It was not funny to me at the time. And then I realized, you know what? If you're this way, you might need to just stay home. (laughs) Maybe just take a little break from humanity. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and reorient your heart and your posture to get into a better place. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. So I asked you, what do I say? What What is the appropriate? Do we laugh? Because that's my typical response when I'm in a good place. Oh, haha, thanks. <laughs> and he just said, you can, you're allowed to just say, you can mind your own business. <laughs> like there's Why nothing wrong with that. Why do we feel this that. pressure to just like be so goody goody? Or I don't know. Because you want to be nice. Why do we... Why do we feel this pressure to be accommodating? I don't know. Maybe you want to assume the best in people or, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. But I'm not. I, I do think there's a fine line between like being nasty mm-hmm. and just saying, actually, ma'am, feel free to mind your own business. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because because yeah. I think what set me off is, you know, it wasn't done without actual concern. She didn't come up to me like, oh, there are. They're a little high. Are you concerned about them falling down at all? Or maybe here's why I'm sensitive about this or whatever. It was just like, you, your kids are, you know, blah, blah. They were being fine. We were mm-hmm. outside. He was mm-hmm. literally two feet off the ground, just sitting there waiting for me to load that pile of bags. No big deal. And so I think part of it is the posture that people come at you. You know, if people come with an aggressive posture, it's like a, when you think about like when a rooster comes at you with its talons out, like you only have one response and it's not like, you need to settle down, rooster. It's like, I'll kick you back. Bring it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's fight or flight. And it's usually fight. (laughs) Right. (sighs) 
So it was a little bit of a whirlwind of a weekend. I know it was for you too. Um, I was thinking about you a lot on Saturday. I was also thinking about our friend Brian Kozlowski. If you guys have not listened to our two-part interview with Brian from last season, you simply must because he's such a wonderful person. And I wrote him kind of a, I'm so sorry to hear about the Duke of Edinburgh letter yesterday on some pretty stationary because I thought it would cheer him up. I was like, I know Saturday was really hard for you. (laughs) Did you watch the funeral? Yes, I did. And I told the girls a while ago today, I said, you know, I obviously didn't know. I find it ironic. A lot of the spring magazine, the queen is like all over the spring magazine. Mm. So I found just like a sweet irony there. I absolutely did watch it. Um, I thought it was, what kind of words are you going to give for someone's funeral? But I knew he didn't want a big fuss. Mm -hmm. I found it very, uh, just the perfect tone Mm -hmm. for somebody that didn't. And I knew he had made the decisions on everything. You know, it wasn't like they planned things without him. Um, I thought they handled the awkwardness of Andrew and Harry Mm -hmm. not being in the military, you know, not being able to wear their military uniforms anyway. So they were in morning suits, which normally they would have all been mm-hmm. in their military uniforms. So that would have been uncomfortable for them to, you know, walk together. Yeah. Different in different costumes, as it were. Why did um, Andrew, I, why is he, why did he get something taken away? <laughs> I don't know. I know he was, he it's got a, naughty. It's a, he was a naughty Prince Andrew. It's a, it's that, uh, it's pervy. I think it, there's a, there's some issues there with yeah. like Epstein okay. or something. Yeah, Epstein. I don't know. I okay. kind of yeah. I saw him on the documentary. Yeah, yeah. So he got, he was like stripped of his title because he's of that. Been defrocked, if you if you will. Okay. Yeah, and right. not funny. I mean, not. I mean, it's not amusing. Whatever went down, obviously not amusing. But yeah. Okay. Um, I you, was. Go ahead. Do you think? Um, do you think Harry regretted things? Don't you think it'd be weird to like be in LA and like we're just eating avocado toast and living your best life with Oprah and then you like have to go back to Windsor Castle and be like walking behind your grandpa's hearse? You know what I mean? That had to have been kind of interesting. And this is like you have to like we we have to uh, like this is not a, a they're a normal family, but they're not. They don't do things the way we do. There's all this protocol and they all live in separate homes or separate apartments or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to quarantine. It's not like he was, they were ordering pizzas Mm -hmm. together, you know, reuniting. He He just had to sit by himself. Yeah. In the corner. I do. I think Harry in the corner. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... Oh, what was I going to say? Well, I think like you were saying, going from that L.A. vibe yeah. back into the way things are done and mm-hmm. and he knows the drill. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a shocker to him. He mm-hmm. knows. I thought I mean, I did think it was sad. I thought it was tremendously sad to see the queen sitting alone. I would I, not I have was, let her. I sit thought it alone. was barbaric. I'm I, sorry. I, COVID be damned. You don't let somebody sit alone at a funeral. Maybe she made them. Maybe they tried to come and comfort her and she's like, get away from me. But I don't think so. No, no. It was that was the rules. It was like it was they were positioned by household. But that's silly because she had and her lady in waiting with her in the car. Why would she not just sit her next lady to in her? waiting is part of her household? Oh, well, no, I don't because that would be weird. They're not going to do that. 
No. It's weirder to sit alone, to have to sit alone. But I'm also one of those people, like when I see people sitting alone at a restaurant, I'm like, would you like to come to my table? <laughs> I can't Can handle you eat people by yourself being alone. at a restaurant. Yeah, I'd be fine eating by myself at a restaurant, but I don't but want people s- to have to eat alone. Okay, yeah. If they choose to, that's one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, the American in me was like, I just want to see Charles just stand up and go sit next to her, but you know, <laughs> I know. it's not going to go down that way. That's why I could never be truly British. Just that wild hair, you never know when it's going to come rearing right. out. Um, and it, I always, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny too, because a lot of the... This is silly, but like a lot of the shows and things that you and I are attracted to, like the British are the bad guys, <laughs> you know, B- bottom line, like there's, <laughs> you know, it's, a lot it's of, hard to get away from colonialism when you're British under the, <laughs> under the Union Jack, right? But then like I, at the same time, I have such a respect for that culture as well and, mm-hmm. and for that family. And that's very much instilled in, in who I am, you know, um, so to see the ceremony and to see yeah. the way things are done and the formality and the rigidity and the song selection and the yeah, I mean they played my favorite song. I, uh, it's an it's another hymn under, it's under a different name here. Oh God of all, uh, what's the hymn here? But I don't know. But I didn't in England, it. it's I vow to thee, my country, and I love it. Mm. I love it so much. Oh God of all, what I can't think of the name. Somebody's shouting um, it at us right now. I know somebody's shouting at us right yep. now. And just the um the song that's uh the hymn that's very popular in the navy, mm-hmm. you know, with the lines for those in peril on the sea. I loved the music selection mm-hmm. and the scripture readings and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was glad he didn't do like the eulogy and the mm-hmm. the fussing about, mm-hmm. you know. I just I thought it really represented him. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what you would hope for with the funeral. And I was in one room. Um, I have this thing about bagpipes. I oh yeah, I like my. I just they make go weak I at find the them knees. Such a, they do. They make me weak at the knees. Always have. Um, I want them at my service someday. Mm-hmm. And my sweet daughter is learning to play them because of that. It's like sick and twisted and fabulous that. all at the same time. No, nope, it's great. I think that's but so I was. Sweet. In my grandma's bedroom, and the TV was on mute, and then it was playing in the living room. And I was getting dressed because I went, I paused for a minute to go get dressed, and I looked up, and there he was. And I'm like, the pipes! <sighs> I just went running into the living room. I'm yeah. like, the pipes, the pipes, turn it up, turn it up, because there was kids everywhere. And yeah, it was a yeah. So you were angry this weekend. I cried a lot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, we won't expound on my views and opinions on everything but i uh like so many of our listeners had the um opportunity to interact and face the consequences of or the rules of um elderly family in nursing homes this weekend and it did not sit well with me <laughs> yeah at all and so there were a lot of tears and a lot of hoops to jump through it was a very precious visit but it but i'm Pretty angry. Yeah. It was pretty rough. And I, so just, you know, watching the queen go through that and knowing that millions of people around the world are paying the relational price for decisions that are being made for them mm-hmm. that they have no control over mm-hmm. is uh, 
And it was already a ditch. It was already like a slippery slope (laughs) that we were in where we were kind of going inward on ourselves with our devices and our phones and our custom news feeds and our... Oh, yeah. It's the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. It really is. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. so many of us have found ourselves fatigued, just um, lack of normalcy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Not to like sound the alarms because I'm... That's not what I mean to do, but... You know, Stu and I actually had the conversation of like, what is plan B? What's plan B if um, life, if people decide to live life completely differently from one another, where some go this direction and some go this direction and there's not a lot of middle ground to be had? Because like you said, when when regulations come, um, you have to do it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, you yeah. you do it or you risk the consequences of it. And I think mm-hmm. as this goes on, I think we're gonna we're gonna find people who either say, I want to live this way or I want to live that way. And you know, we're here in Washington State. <clears throat> and like most states, it's a really tricky situation because seventy percent of our population lives in the Seattle area. And then the thirty percent is spread out over the entire rest of the state. And so, you know, and that's true for a lot of places like like Georgia. Like here. Or yeah, there. Like yeah, here. exactly. You have Milwaukee and, and a handful of cities that are bigger. Right. And life there and is then, different. And regulations there should be different. And, you know, it mm-hmm. just you do kind of have to to draw the line um and just say, look, where where will we compromise and where won't we as a family? And, you know, we know where those lines are for us and we have to be willing to do what we think is right, to stand up for what we believe in, to act according to our conscience. And, you know, sometimes that's hard. <laughs> sometimes that's costly. Mm-hmm. It is. And so I hope that it doesn't come to that, obviously. <laughs> but I also won't, I won't live my life <laughs> that way. <laughs> I, yeah. I won't let people bind my conscience where God hasn't. So. Um. Oh, that's a sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> there go fifty percent of the listeners. Wah wah. That's um, yeah. That's okay. So, so one thing, and, and I guess it could tie to everything that we've talked about mm-hmm. lately. Um, for one, actually, I'm going to kick back here to the Harry and William situation, not to kick okay. a dead horse, but you and I oh, were dude, talking I before. It. Before we were on the air where, you know, one of the most difficult lessons that I'm trying to teach my children right now is that the way that you talk to people, the way that you treat people, the things you say to them will have a consequence on your relationship for the good or for the bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you are dishonest with somebody or you treat them poorly or you, um, you know, are aggressive with them or you're not, you don't follow through on your word, like these are all things ultimately that affect your relationship. And so even if you forgive that person for that action, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean the relationship is restored to its former glory, right? So mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. trying to help them to understand this. Like your siblings can be people in your corner. You know, they can be there for you, they can love you, they can fight for you, they can they can have your back. But if you talk to them like this and you treat them like this, like they're not going to like you. And they won't be that person, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, they'll get older. I've told my kids too, like, 
it might seem to them like this is they have to like like but the older they get they're going to form their own opinions right and they don't have to like you i know i mean i know someone who whose uh sister was a bully just Mm -hmm. horrible to him as a child and it took them like many decades in their adulthood to get over that Mm -hmm. it didn't has lasting consequences yeah and the same is true, not just for siblings, <clears throat> but for friends, for people, mm-hmm. for your people you interact with in your community, people you're emailing with. Well, I think that's with. what I was saying, like, like dealing with that old lady. Yeah. You look at everything like, okay, what sort of consequence is this going to have if I really sort of right. how inappropriate I think it is that you stuck your nose into yeah. This business right here. Yeah, I know. And you it's, know, it doesn't have to be aggressive. It could that could be the no. type of thing where it's like I good went up to her and was like, look, frankly, it hurts my feelings. Like, I've got this. I have four children. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. And, you know, I don't really need mm-hmm. you to interject. Mm-hmm. That's unnecessary. I could say that too. <clears throat> but I grew up when the world wasn't this confrontational. So I'm having to adjust <laughs> accordingly. <laughs> um yeah. Anyway, that's just been on my heart really heavy lately, not only with the inner workings, like within our four walls of our homes between mm-hmm. spouse, siblings, parents to children, but also then out into our communities. You know, um, how are we interacting with people in our church? How are we interacting with our kids' piano teacher? Like all these different things, you know, can is what we're saying and how we're saying it, is that ultimately building things up or is it? Are we, you know, really slipping into the ditch on the other side? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it a lot over the weekend just because of the funeral, right? And um, wondering how that went down and thinking, you know, there's there's really no going back for William and Harry because even if that's forgiven and even if even if everything's completely put back to, you know, quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. it's not ever. It's not ever because those words are said. Those things are done and there's kind of no going back. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is that's been on my mind a lot lately is just how how do we keep it between the ditches? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty wide road. It's a wide road with, you know, many different personalities and many different uh, faiths that influence the filter and sure. or lack thereof. And I think it's just this... Um, I mean, I do think it just got worse last year. I think there's a there's so much reaction instead of reason. Mm-hmm. And that scares me. That makes me tired. That does make me want to retreat. And and at the same time, it makes me very grateful to be a homemaker because mm-hmm. I well, and a mother. I mean, I see this little community I have right here mm-hmm. and I say, okay, like here's where I can influence and here's where I can make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, and right. And, and, and then quite frankly, here's where I can retreat because, right. uh, I'm, you know, I think a little time out there is yeah. where I'm fatigued. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> so. and this is going to be controversial. So don't, don't send me emails. Okay. This is my opinion. I think that one of the lies that I think it probably started with my generation and it's gotten very <clears throat> amplified now this idea that we're constantly drilled with in schools is just like, make you can make a difference. Follow your dreams. Make a difference. You can change the world. You could be a world changer. Um, maybe. 
but probably mostly not. Probably you'll change the world by the relationships that you build with people, the way that you raise your children, the way that you treat your spouse, the way that you treat strangers, the way you contribute to your community. But those are pretty small scale. But I think that I I do agree with you, but I think that is influenced by um, this obsession that fame equals success. So, yeah, so that when you so this whole you can make a difference, you can change the world is seen under the umbrella or through the lens of fame and Mm -hmm. grandeur, Mm -hmm. because the fact is that by me staying home and raising six people that Mm -hmm. can reason without reacting I did just change the world. Exactly. That's what I, it's on a much smaller scale. Everything we do is like epic, fame. Yeah. You know, how many likes, how many whatever. Exactly. Um, So I do think that's like, that's exactly what I mean. Pop culture Mm -hmm. lie is like, okay, you're not successful unless everybody knows about it, unless Mm -hmm. you've made this huge footprint. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not, that doesn't equal um, success. That doesn't equal changing the world or, being your best you. You can be your best you quietly and mm-hmm. only four people can know and you were still your best. And you were still your very best. Exactly. Oh, I hate it. It reminds me of this Elizabeth <laughs> Elliot quote. If you guys haven't read Elizabeth Elliot, spend your summer reading Elizabeth Elliot. Okay. Uh, she's amazing. But this is one of the quotes I have quite a few from her to share because she's just been on my mind lately. The way you keep your house, the way you organize your time, the care you take in your personal appearance, the things you spend your money on, all speak loudly about what you believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is so true because it's like we were just saying, it's these little actions, right? But you know, those are Mm -hmm. really big actions to our children and they're really big actions to ourself and to our spouse and to our community. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the grand scheme of like, you know, Oprah, but pretty dang important. Mm -hmm. Pretty dang important. This is another one of hers that kind of struck with me, especially uh, with what just the feel of things right now. But it Mm -hmm. says a disordered life speaks loudly of disorder in the soul. And those days when you feel like you're kind of wanting to crawl out of your skin <laughs> and mm-hmm. you just can't take it and you just can't go on and it's all too aggravating and it's all too frustrating, I think is a perfect time for us homemakers to like take a step back, check, let's check this because the disorder yeah. is actually in here. The world, hate to break this to you, has been this way since the fall. Okay. Yeah, so forever. there's no. Like, it's not getting worse. It's not us it, and them. It's not like yeah. bad guys and good guys. And I know that this sounds pessimist, pessimistic and, I, and I, I'm and I, not a pessimist, but humanity is actually pretty predictable. We have a very limited playbook. And so <laughs> when you're, uh, it's true. You know, it's like, That's oh, true. wow, how original. You know, you're angry at people who don't agree with you. Oh, wow. Oh, never seen that happen before. Um we can't fix all that. Like we can't, it's not possible. It's not on us to fix it. But what we can do is order things right in our souls, order things right inside, get to a place of peace there. That then transpires to a peace and an order in our home. 
Now, when your home is in chaos and you're wearing dirty underwear and you haven't showered and there's nothing pulled out for dinner and your kids are fighting and you see on your newsfeed X, Y, Z, guess what's going to happen? Like, yeah, you're going down. It's all burning. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And, but there's only certain factors of that scenario that you can change as the homemaker. That you have any control over. you have over. any yeah. control over. Yeah. And that's, again, that's, again, why the whole, like, you can change the world. Uh, maybe you're not qualified to change the world. <laughs> Listen, I can't maybe even stay on just, top of laundry. God help us just, if it's on us to change the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it, it does set you kind of up to to feel badly all the time, too. All the time. Yeah. That message is that you... I I don't know. Yeah. And imagine if, imagine if you pulled yourself out of the workforce, what if you were doing amazing work in the workplace and you removed yourself Mm -hmm. from that to raise your children? Are you then operating in the negative because you're not maybe quote impacting the world Mm -hmm. and as aggressive or as a tangible, no one's giving you awards. There's no major advancements. Like you're just at home schlopping through diapers, trying to run your budget and stay on top of making meals. Is that somehow think, less of a contribution? What is it? Is it like a Western? It, no. What, is it like a, like. I don't think so. But like the lie. Okay. Like I hear me out. Like I, in it, say a third world country, do they have this immense pressure to get out there and change the world? I mean, is it. I don't know. Is it because we've been given so much then, then we're told to to turn and obviously turn around and give back and be grateful. But I feel like there's just so much. I feel like it's this huge message. Okay, here's here's why I'm stumbling down this path. Um, when we first got married, we went to a mega church. The message at a mega church is get involved, be in this ministry, be in that ministry, like. Bleed yourself dry, basically. I, I mean, I we were at the point where we were at the church like five and six days a week, always coming, always going. And um, then when I became a mother, I had this just epiphanal. This is, wait a minute. This is not right. The, something is off here. I am being told X, Y, Z. And to do this ministry and do that ministry and being told that what I'm doing isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And here's my ministry right here in my I I have a ministry. It's right here in my arms. Mm-hmm. It's right here in my house. This is my world. This is my sphere of influence right here. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm like I said I'm stumbling down the path, but I just feel like it's just this get out there, do more, do more, do, do more. more, be more, try to change more. Yep. Impact more lives, be bigger, be better, yep. be louder. You know, it was that same environment where all the t- it, anybody, quote, successful in the church was like the type A, looked a certain way, had a certain personality. Mm-hmm. I yuck. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that quote that we <laughs> talked about last week. Not every lake wants to be an ocean. Yes. And that's a really good thing to sit on. <laughs> um, and maybe you do want to be an ocean. You know, and the, and I think that the Lord has called us all to, to serve in different ways. You know, not everyone's called to be a mother. Mm-hmm. That's not in the cards for some women. And that's okay, too. That doesn't make them any less of a woman. It doesn't make them any less valuable as a human. Um, 
It doesn't make their contribution to the world any less. It makes it different. Yeah. And that's And good. it's not, I don't say any of like, or, or, you know, I'm literally processing my own thoughts as I say <laughs> them. I'm not doing that to, so, so be nice. Um, to, uh, it's fine. Not to take people off, like to say that charity isn't needed mm-hmm. and communities don't need extra help. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about this sort of lie. There's something, something just seems off with the message mm-hmm. to me. So, yeah, it can leave, it can leave women in a posture of, like you said, I'm not doing enough. It just constant self lashing. We're so good at <laughs> we're anyways. We're so good like, at we, we, we got that. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I know we've said this so many times, but I'm just going to say it again. Y'all, if you were feeling this way, shut your damn phone off. Shut the news off. Give yourself a good amount of time to reset, to reassess, because it truly is amazing how little of that matters in your world. So little of it. (laughs) And yet we bring it into our home. And I'm feeling more and more like Legatha standing at my kitchen door, just like no one is allowed in. (laughs) No, none of this nonsense, none of this worldly nonsense is allowed in these doors. Like this is Mm -hmm. a safe haven for my people. And you're not allowed in. The news is not allowed in here. And it's not because I'm burying my head under the sand and not paying attention to what's going on in the world. It's that we have to be able to filter accordingly. And we are not created to filter 24-hour news cycles. It is beyond our ability as a human. It's not good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's this other Mm. quote quote, uh, by Elizabeth Elliott. There was a really good one that Audrey's been, she's been um, really clinging to since Danica died. And it's by C.S. Lewis. And I'm going to butcher it. I wish I had it pulled up here. But um, Elizabeth Elliott kind of speaks to it here. She says, heaven is not here. It's there. If we were given all we wanted here, our hearts would settle for this world rather than the next And I think that's, you know, at least as Christians, that's the tension we're always going to feel because we have a foot in Mm -hmm. both ponds. We're not here fully. We're not there fully. And I think your worldview does have a gigantic impact on how you see everything that's happening right now. Um, So I am thinking out loud, too, which is just perfect to do when 10,000 people are going to hear this today. Why not just think out loud? I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and read the emails. Um, Let's not. Let's just, we'll just delete them. Hey, guess what? If you're mad (laughs) and you're going to like leave a nasty comment or send an email, we're not going to read it. We're going to take a month off. (laughs) Uh, Here's a few things that I've been implementing lately to kind of get our, our home Make sure that we're between these rails and add a little bit more order to the disorder. Or ditches. Ditches. You said a while ago. Ditches, rails, same kind of thing. You know, I just picture this car going, swerving all over the road. Right. Um, Little actions to stay on top of the big ones. Because little, we talked about this earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. Little actions are easy. Big actions are hard. Mm-hmm. Think about like weight loss. If if you're just like, I need to lose 50 pounds. 
That's the big one. Well, is that easier easier or is I'm going to walk for 30 minutes a day? Like which of those is easier? Or just today. Today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I've found I've been really challenging myself to do two things. One of them is to wash dishes like six times a day. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking it's easier than spending two hours doing it before I need to cook dinner. I hate pre-dinner dishes. Mm-hmm. They're spirit crushing. They are. They are. Yeah. And all day long, my spirit is crushed because every time I walk into the kitchen, I'm like, oh, I got to deal with this. Oh, I got to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to deal with this. Washing them six times a day, like literally I wash them after breakfast. I mean, me the family. I'm not doing this yeah. all by myself, but like I'm yeah. making sure that they're accounted for after breakfast, then after like our tenzies, you know, where everyone wants a little snack mm-hmm. and a latte after lunch. Second breakfast, we call it. Snack yep. time, right? <laughs> you know? And then so mm-hmm. when I go to make dinner, it's done. The kitchen's blessed. And gosh, if that hasn't made the biggest difference. Do you do that? Um, I don't do a lot of dishes. My yeah. girls do. Yeah. But yes, it's whose turn is it to wash the dishes? And then if they're busy with like they have school or piano or something, then I will just, if I just a lot, because they do procrastinate because they hate it. And so then I'll jump in and just clip through them. Um, But no, today they've been sitting there all day and I am like dreading going down and looking at that because my counter's all clean. I have yellow ranunculus and beeswax candles lit and then I can turn around. Mm -hmm. And see the sink full of dishes. Mm-hmm. But I today's a today's doesn't matter because I'm recovering from my trip. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. What uh, other things like that in the house that do you do? Like little actions that to stay on top of the big ones? Um, just so cheesy. I never leave a room empty handed. Mm-hmm. And um dishes around the cups and stuff around mm-hmm. the house. Just always always taking. Yeah. I, I'm always trying to just bring something from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And because I'm wandering around anyways, it just doesn't do it, do any sense to be empty handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes a huge difference. When I don't do that, then the next time I walk through the house, I'm like, what is all this stuff? What, where did all this come from? And um, I just don't let laundry build up. I'm just not one to let yeah. the laundry room pile and pile and pile. I just keep it moving. Yep. Just keep it moving all the time. That's yeah. been a big one. Little actions. Talked about last mm-hmm. week doing two loads a day. I've been really trying to stick to that in my 30 minutes of ironing. Little actions to stay on top of the big ones. So that Saturday, I don't have to stare down the barrel of 12 loads of laundry. Yuck. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what is another one? Actually, a personal one that I've taken on is challenging myself to read 30 minutes a day. Because I like to look at books. I look at coffee mm-hmm. table books, design books, gardening books, but like reading, it's really hard for me. I have a re- I just started a really good book. Oh, what is it? It's a it's a beast. Okay. Maybe you've read it. It's like six hundred pages. Maybe I've read it. Did you just say that? Well, I don't know because it's not new. <laughs> it's not a new book. Um Bonhoeffer, Pastor, Prophet, Martyr, Bonhoeffer. I actually something. have that book. But yeah. I haven't read it. Wow. About Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I think Stu's read it. I'll add that one to my list. It's really good. I really do want to be a reader. I want to be a well-read person. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of books that I'd like to take in. I want to train myself to settle down. I got I want you to read Jane Austen. I'm going to get there. I started by reading. I'm in the middle of reading Jane Austen, The Jane Austen Diet by Brian Kozlowski. And I know that I would enjoy it so much more if I would have read Jane Austen. If you would know who the heck he was talking about. about, But he does a great (laughs) job. So even if you haven't read Jane Austen, it really is a great book. And again, it is a book that is devoted to just keeping it between the rails. Like just, can we just... Just like like his one about the queen. It's just about everything in moderation. Yeah. Don't go too just far this way. Don't go too out. far that way. Just chill the heck out. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was writing him a letter on the stationery that we got in New Orleans, which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's these old Dutch masters, still life paintings. And I'm writing him in my cursive, you know, and I don't write like my standard writing is not cursive. I have to t- make myself do it. Oh, okay. And like some of my words, it was like my pen and my hand would just go, just like give up. Just like, no, what are we doing? Did you use your pen pen? Did you no, use I this didn't, one? I didn't get one of those. No. Oh, <laughs> but it was bummer. like my, my hand was just rejecting what was happening. And I just. The discipline of the writing The discipline in of writing in cursive, writing in straight lines. And it was a fairly long letter that I wrote him. And mm. I had to tell myself, self, you need to calm down like we're not doing this to get on to the next thing we are yeah. writing dang it a letter so breathe <sighs> and i thought here i am like i have fallen victim and i don't <laughs> i don't want to be this way i don't want to be wired so hot at the pace of life that I can't sit and write a letter to a friend or I can't sit and read a book because I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I don't want to be that person. I cannot tell you how much I love what you just said about getting on to the next thing. Because mm-hmm. I do. I think that's the way we're wired. Like, can we pull this snippet and play it at the front of the show? Because I want people to get to this point in the conversation. <laughs> Before they hang up on us. Before they hang up on us. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. And it's going to be a retraining. Be- it's going to be a retraining. But even in in the overarching theme of the show, in the art of homemaking, if each task we put our hand to is just so we can just get to the next thing, how many things can I knock yeah. off my to-do list today? Yeah. Instead of finding the art, you know, we talked about laundry a few weeks ago, finding the art in in just the moment of what we're putting our hand to. I mean, we would still get stuff done, but how much more enjoyable would it be mm-hmm. along the way? And how how quiet or settled down, as my daughter says, our hearts could be in the process. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm wanting to retrain myself to be. Mm. So normally when I take my bath at night, which is a good settle down time for me, I'll browse gardening videos on YouTube and I'll look up interior design accounts on Instagram, which is good mm-hmm. and it's fun. But a lot of times I leave wired because I'm like, oh, I need to get out and plant my cabbages. And oh, yeah. now I got to decide on a yep. pink color. And now I'm trying to build this yep. mood board for my room that I want to redo. And oh, I'm so frustrated because when are we going to get to that? And da, 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 da. And I thought this is actually not helpful. What you think is your downtime is actually doing the opposite to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and the same can be true even for, you know, I'm a podcast listener. I'm an audible listener. Yeah. When I'm out gardening which is my, quote, downtime, 
and I'm listening to a podcast and maybe it's something that, you know, it doesn't necessarily settle my mind. Mm-hmm. It can, agitating. It can yeah. be agitating. Even just having earbuds mm-hmm. and agitates me. So I know that there's a level of that. But but beyond that, just this level of a quieting of the spirit. And so out of nowhere last night, I just grabbed the Jane Austen diet and I was like, you know what? You're going to be a reader. That's it. You want to be? You're going to be. But looking at my library of books and just saying, hey, I'm going to read all these. Like, that's impossible. It's way too big. Could I read for 30 minutes a day? Yeah, I could. Because Mm I, you know, watch YouTube probably for 30 minutes a day or Mm -hmm. watch Netflix or consume, scroll, all those kinds of things. Mm Mm-hmm. I think what we can do, though, is fall into the ditch of saying, I'm not that way. It's like, well, oh yeah, train yourself. I'm talking to myself here. Train right. yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the same can be said for habits. We've been talking a lot about habits, those little actions. Mm-hmm. I am not in the habit of washing dishes six times a day. I'm going to train myself to be. Or at least assessing it in some way. Um, we got an email from a listener the other day. And she said, you need to do an episode on how procrastination kills. Can we please? And so I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. I am the queen of, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I'll do that later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want to make that phone call. I don't want to send that email. I don't want to return that text message. Therefore, I won't. And man, do we dig ourselves in as homemakers by doing that. Right. It really is one of the most demotivating, self-sabotaging, depressing habits that we employ. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to we might have to flush that one out a little bit. Oh, that falls under our theme of it doesn't just happen. That's a great idea. Mhm. Mhm. So I'm going to leave you with this last um, Elizabeth Elliot quote. One reason we are so harried and hurried is that we make yesterday and tomorrow our business when all that legitimately concerns us is today. How often as homemakers do we stew over what could be? Mm-hmm. And then we procrastinate on what we should have done yesterday. And we bring that mess into today. <laughs> yes. We're so good. Self-destructive so behaviors. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, uh to our one listener who is left. Thank you for making it to the end of this <laughs> Thanks episode. Thanks for staying. Uh believe it or not, Angela and I are real people who have real emotions and real fluxes and I love the emails that we get that are like tell us how you do this and tell us how you do that and like you don't understand. We are the fish flopping out of water on the beach like everybody else. Yeah. The only difference is that we decided to make a podcast about it. (laughs) So true. Remember to join us over at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Grab yourself some rosé at dryfarmwines.com homemaker chic rosé. Forward slash. Forward slash. Dang it. Ange. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic Rosé. I don't like saying the forward slash. I really have you watched me. I have to like focus. Forward slash. Mm -hmm. So I don't slash it. And um, be sure that uh, you catch the video version and then join us again 
on Thursday where we just plan to dazzle you. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Watch out. Is that what we did here today? Did we dazzle? I think we did. Oh, perfect. Okay. Great. I'm sure we alienated, you know, half and dazzled the rest. So, great. Okay. Okay. Sound good? That sounds great. And uh, I think. Okay. I think that's all right. I'm off to Monday the rest of the day. All right. See you guys Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.